Here goes the chess man blues. Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about why play tabletop RPGs. Or. Or. <laughs> how do RPGs change the player? Which is a little convoluted, I think. We'll go with why do you play tabletop <laughs> RPGs? <laughs> well, these may not be. I don't think these are definitely things why people play. But the, the effects of it. Yes, effects of playing RPGs on a consistent basis. I think that's what doesn't sound too sexy of a title, but there it is. Okay. Well, other than fun, right? What is, uh, you know, Which people, is the number one reason to play tabletop RPGs. Right, and I, I, can't, I don't want to talk about it, but uh, somebody said something that that's not the only reason people play games. But we won't talk about that. And anyway, so... I don't know what you just said, dude. That somebody said that people don't play games just for fun, RPGs specifically. Why do they play them to torture yeah, other people? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was he, the person was saying that it was a weird uh, direction he was coming from. But anyway, but do people do play games to have fun? But there's also some effects, or mm. I believe the word is effects that happens to players when they play games, or effects. Effects, 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 defects. I forget which one's it's which. It's not defects. <laughs> no, no. But something that happens to players when they play games, uh, role-playing games on a consistent basis. Some of these might fall over into board games, but role-playing games is really where these things excel or really happen. And the first one that you put down is... I put down is making friends. Which goes with my first one. Really? Enabling social connections. Well, uh, oh my God, who wrote that article? Sociologist? So for me, obviously, I've made a lot of friends because I play role-playing games. In fact, most of the people I call my friends are because I play role-playing games, which is kind of a weird thing if you look at it. I mean... I don't think so. A lot of people play sports and... Right, and that's where they get their social connections. Yes. Like that. I don't think I have, other than people at work, which I'm forced to work with, and like I've said in the past, I don't necessarily have a lot of friends at work uh, because of the work that I do. But when I play games, I meet quite a few people, and a lot of those people who I end up liking become my friends, and and basically that's all the friends I have for the, for the most part. Okay. Well, it's funny because we I think we've mentioned in the past it, there's a connection between uh everybody who I know almost and all the all the people like we call our friends and this one person called David who is like the linchpin of everybody we know and associate with on a more not on a daily basis but on a you know uh what do you call it a weekend basis or uh what do you call it when the people that keep us sane. <laughs> There's that. But also people who, when you go out and do things, you go out and do things with these friends. And David, because of some weird thing of fate, has... Well, he went to school with Felipe. Right. And so the other person is Felipe, right? Because Felipe 
uh, basically has introduced D&D to me. And from that introduction of D&D, I have basically all my friends and David, who he met through D&D in high school, those two things are all, all the people that you know uh, other than people I meet have at work and that I actually like at work and, and that you met at well at game at gaming conventions well that's but that was because of Felipe D, because of D&D right because <laughs> I play role playing games so like if you look at my if you look at my Facebook friends list almost all of them except for my, some of my workmates almost all of them are related to role playing games or your family Oh yeah, those two. <laughs> though, though my friends totally outnumber my family, almost, but they're pretty close. But anyway, so obviously it has a big impact on people when they play games, right? Because unless you play sports and play role playing games or do a lot of stuff, then you basically have friends based on the activities that you do. So in this case, that, that's where you make friends is by playing games. And me, my personal experience is that I, everybody I know I play games with. And because I go to conventions and I meet people at conventions, they become my friends. And that's how I know the rest of the, some extended friends other than the ones I I know because of David and of Felipe. David. Yeah, Felipe. <laughs> I think that that's what they mean by social connections. It gives you connections yes. with people. And it's kind of weird. I mean, I, I, I think about it. I'm like, well, it's yeah. like if people that do bowling leagues, or yeah, you know, you, you're you, right. Or it, your kids play soccer, so you you meet those people and you like them and you start hanging out with them because yeah. you're there every weekend. Right. Yes. Or well, you know, that didn't quite happen with band. That's because he didn't do marching band. That's true. That's true. I guess that would be a little different. You're right. But we're talking about. Our son. Our son, yes, Augustine. He does play role-playing games, though. Yes, he does. I think, you know, it's a good way of making friends. And I think if you get enough like-minded people, if you are a role-player and go and play games at a hobby shop or a game store or go to conventions. Or the, or the organized play. That's or usually where, play. where it comes from, yeah. is game stores. But that is an excellent way to make social connections, right? Because... You can be in a place totally by yourself, and you can go to a game store, and if they have an Adventures League or Pathfinder Society right. or whatever, or some guys running a game on Tuesday nights, you can go and meet people, right? Yeah, I think uh, that in itself, we might even make a topic about organized play, is that other companies have tried it and have been more or less successful, but really, D&D, Adventures uh, League, and Pathfinder Society, they really... I don't know what it is about that particular rule, those rule sets, but they have a large following. In fact, I know when I used to play with Augustine, and Augustine was pretty young when we tried yeah. Pathfinder Society, I still recognize people who that were in that group that, that we played at with uh, at that hobby store. That's because they made social connections. Yeah, and I, and I, still, and I still see them playing Pathfinder Society. It's kind of... So can we move on to the next? Yes, uh, let's uh, move on to the next one. I put down camaraderie, which I think kind of falls within the same realm of being friends. But but there's, there's a little bit of difference. There's friends, and you can ha- hang out and talk about stuff. So 
how about those 49ers? They're doing great, right? Even though they lost two quarterbacks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, with the ankle injuries, I think something happened there. Anyway. Must be some weird convert any universe. Anyway. <laughs> so I think when you see see these people, these people, when you see these people and are around the table playing, at the same time, you become friends. And so then it's a little different. Like you invite them out. To events that are have nothing to do with role playing games, barbecues, birthday parties, uh, maybe going to the movies, that that type of stuff. So, and then and then when you get together, it's like to play a role playing game. It's like, hey, you know, it's like a I hate to say a party, but it's, it's like it's like cheers. Yeah, it's that place you know you you know where everybody knows your everybody name, knows your name, and you don't want to, or at least your character's name, at the very least. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really neat. I think that's what. One of the big reasons why role-playing games are so popular is because of that, that camaraderie, social gathering, and like you said, where everybody knows your name. The articles I read would call that good for your mental health. (laughs) (laughs) Are you reading Psychology Today? (laughs) I don't know. They were some gamers writing articles. Wow, wow. Okay, so (laughs) I guess the next one is, Working out problems, not mental problems or personal problems, but <laughs> critical thinking, like like word problems, stuff like that. So when I play games or run games, sometimes there's other things other than combat, right, that I want to throw at the players. Well, yeah, it's called either a mystery, a, a murder to solve, a, or you have to find something, or there's a quest to go about. Yeah, you got to figure something out. In the, in the psychological terms, they call it boosting your self efficacy. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't say the word. Well, it is the new year, so and it's <clears> seven <throat> o'clock in the morning. Well, basically, you're conquering new challenges, and that makes you more confident. Oh wow! Yes. Say that again? <laughs> no, that You're conquering new challenges and that makes you more self-confident. Well, I, I mean, I, I think that's true. I think when, when you as a person are able to figure things out, I mean, it's like working out, it's been a while, quadratic equations when I was in college or, or high school, you know, you are like, what the heck does this all mean, right? But then when you successfully figure it out, you are kind of proud of that, right? And it does make you feel good that you figured out unless you cheated, but. So then that's that goes that goes against that's a, the whole that's thing. That's a different topic. Yes, but I think you're right. I think when people are able to figure things out and what is the like the whole positive reinforcement? I hate to get all weirdly psycho- psychological. With I think that in a game when and I I, I can picture you're standing at how how are we going to get over that wall or how are we going to get across that bridge or how are we going to get get into, into that building? Yeah, and everybody has to come up with an idea and think about it. Yes. And the fact, and once you accomplish it, whatever you did, whether you just went, walked up to the gate and paid the gatekeeper to let you in, or you climbed over the wall and everybody managed to do it without raising Alarm. alarms. Yeah. I th- everybody has that, that good feeling out at the end of it. We did it as a group, right? Right. So it's a group, it's a group thing or and an individual thing that, or even an individual thing that yeah. you you actually did it yeah you roll that dice and you didn't roll a one you made your roll or you just made it over that hill right i, I was just thinking this i was just thinking that maybe like even if you do it by yourself like the whole group is not involved and even if one person or two people in the group are doing something and and everybody's like 
it's it's a win for everybody. Right, and and everybody's on the edge of the seat whether they'll make it, unless right. it's super easy, which is yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you think crossing a bridge is easy, right. but it's not. <laughs> no, but if they're doing something that that is taxing, you know, that is really tough, and climbing that wall, and they you know, and they come up with a good plan to make it easier for the role to to be successful, whether it's whether it's like coming up with. Uh, Something they could do to mitigate the the severeness of the of the obstacle, whether it's like having the right tool or doing something like, oh, I'm gonna stand on his shoulders so he can get a little bit of a advantage of uh, get a little higher up where maybe the wall's rougher or whatever it is. I think that, I think when people succeed in that sense, and everybody in the table goes, yeah, you know that. Yeah. So that is a yeah right, and that makes those two people, one person or, what, or the whole group, everybody, much happier, and and there is that sense of accomplishment. <clears throat> yeah, pretty cool, and I think that's pretty cool, and I think that it does happen quite a bit in role playing games, and I've seen it happen in at games when I run at the convention where where total strangers are doing something or working together and then either one or two people are successful and the whole group just like yeah and like yeah you know they actually sometimes like they even they get excited yeah. yeah they pat each other on the back and stuff or well and whether you're saving a princess or you are getting to a gold chest or you're solving why this happened right or you just find whatever it is you're supposed to find yeah Everybody, that's an accomplishment, right? Right, right. And it does make you, the, I can, you can feel the energy of the whole table. And it's beyond fun, right? It, it goes beyond just having a fun time. It's like, man, I feel good about what. what it's like when, when the GM says, okay, roll initiative. And everybody, you, you, the excitement around the table is because you, it's, it's going to determine what order you get to play in and, right. and different things like that, right? Everybody goes, and this is from a purely D&D perspective, right? Or even Shadowrun Shadow perspective. Shadowrun less. But the boys get so excited about just the rolling initiative part. And it's like, it's not an accomplishment other than you rolled your dice. And then you get to commiserate with each other because you rolled a three. And everybody else, depending on the rolls. But it, it's a, a group activity, right? Definitely, definitely. So I always think about that moment when, when they, in one of my games, when they figured out who was causing all the ruckus in my moderate Dresden game. And it was just like, they were, and they were on the verge of like falling apart. Right. Cause they're literally to the hair pulling stage. And I was like, man, this sucks. But then one of them said something and, and then instantly that the, they, they figured out, right. It, it's, it's the, Jenkins, light, the right? light bulb went off in yes, their head. It's Mr. Jenkins. And then everyone goes, Oh yeah, that's who it was. And then like, they were extremely happy that they figured it out. And I was like, and I was extremely happy that they figured it out because I was like, man, am I doing something wrong? Am I not throwing enough clues out there? So everybody, you know, even me, I was like, yeah, I was like really happy. But they were like ecstatic. I mean, they just yelled. I mean, the, the whole the whole table just erupted in like cheers and stuff. And then they were like, now we know what our target is. We're going to go after them. So I think that's amazing. Well, and in that working together thing, yeah, not to talk like a HR person or anything, but it helps you to <laughs> develop good. your your personal your personal skills, right? You're working with you're these other personal skills. <laughs> you're as a group, you're you're accomplishing something, right? So it, it gives you, but it helps each person 
to be able to share their ideas. Yes. To be able to to do something right, and that's a total thing that they you know they try to get people to do. Right. Right. No, and there's a reason why because people who are, who are happier working together and feel like they're actually actually doing something, they work better and they do better work. Right. <laughs> I hate to say it. I hate to sound like a social. An HR person. HR person, <laughs> or or team leader manager. After that, I had socialization, which we kind of almost we talked about that. Socialization by playing with strangers, we learn to make friends, and I think D and D really pulled me out of my shyness as I was when I was young. I've always been shy. That's a bunch of crap. <laughs> He's I, never been shy in his life. <laughs> Well, maybe not shy, but I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people who are introverted and introverts, introverts. Yeah. Or shy is the old term. And I think it it does help with, you know, I see it uh, with different people that I know who seem a little bit shy. And when they get to the table, they, that kind of just slowly goes away, right? They become, once they stop not stop being themselves, but stop start role playing a yeah. character. Their demeanor changes, and they and they are able to work well with the group and be able to talk and have a. I would call that getting out of their heads, right? Getting yeah. out of their heads. Yeah, because a lot of people, especially people who are, have are anxious or don't mm-hmm. want to don't want to talk to someone because they might reject them or whatever. They're in their heads, right? They're oh. like thinking, overthinking it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then once they sit down and they're with a group of people they feel comfortable with, or even if it's a new group, it might take them a few sessions to feel comfortable. Right. But they can get out of their head and yes. enjoy the moment of of the play of playing with right. people. Not only that kind of socialization, but sitting down with a group of people that you know or don't know, and you start playing role playing games, you get to you get to see all the different kinds of personalities that people oh, have. Yeah. Right. You definitely get to so know that them. gives you social skills you're developing things to to work with people and try to figure out why that person does that that kind of thing right and i think that's important i think that's an important i mean that's a life life skill that everybody can use right and not only in successfully completing the game session but you know navigating the world sometimes and and i think uh we can uh we can we all use those kind of lessons especially growing up i mean this this stuff really impacts younger people like my son i mean i I know he he tends to be i don't know what i would call him but i think he have no idea what you're gonna say i have no idea what i was gonna say either but you know he tends to be like i know what i'm doing blah 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 right yeah and and so when when you when he plays role-playing games and he realizes that there's people who might be smarter than him or they have another idea that he goes oh well that might work yeah too. <laughs> that, that that sounds like a better even a better idea i think that causes i didn't think about that yeah it causes him to be you know for people who are overconfident like my son sometimes it kind of like not drops you down a notch and whatever but it makes you realize that maybe you don't have all the answers right or you don't have yeah all the answers and so when it's kind of humbling in a certain sense and i think that helps people that that's the kind of stuff you can learn and at a role-playing game and it affect you in the world and that's 
some good because it's a though. it's a safe space in a role playing game, oh, and I, I have the quotes out. Sorry, that she has the quotes uh, as fingers. The <laughs> for for kids and playing with lots of kids, you learn that it helps them to develop those knowing that they can they can try something in a role playing game, and then they don't actually do it in the real world because right. it didn't turn out the way they thought it would, right. or they do it because oh, I could do that. I could talk somebody right. into that or whatever. Right. So I have. We're all over the place, but I have team building. I hate that term because they use it at work sometimes. And I think it's just phraseology or what are you going fake words. <laughs> but I think the words are real. I hate to, yeah, I hate to sound like an <laughs> HR person, but, but you learn how to work well together, right? I think when you are in a group and you're trying to solve problems and, and it does work in combat, right? You got to work together as a team in combat. But out of combat, too, you have to work as a team to accomplish a goal, especially in a lot of role-playing games, you're trying not to get into combat, right? Right. So that is, getting into combat is going to be a problem where... You're going to die. Well, or you're going to lose some people on your team and they're not going to be happy about it. So I think learning to work well together is a valuable lesson. And learning to listen to other people tell you not to go charging forward. There's that. I mean, there's that. It's totally, totally true. Now, this next one that I have written down, because somebody wrote it, and I thought it was a very interesting idea, and I'm not totally convinced on it, but it says, one of the benefits, it's as good to play role-playing games as it is to have a religion or to, to do religious stuff. Because it gives you resilience. It helps you with stress-related growth and feelings of awe and positive emotions. Now, I don't know if a role-playing game can do that, but I thought it was well, an interesting I think concept. It... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I Wow. Uh, I don't know about some of the, what you said, but I think you can feel awe in, in a role-playing games you can get feel like wow that was either cool or that was an amazing experience and i think that that can happen in a role-playing session i think you can also get awe that the gm came up with that or gave you a good story to go with it right right and i think that's interesting too i mean i'm not sure how how role-playing games will not replace religion but act as a place no not even not even that that's not what it says what does it say Say it again. It says it gives you the benefits, the same benefits, oh, same basically the benefit. same same benefits of going to church. Well, or whatever. I understand that, but as a, I haven't gone to church in ages, so I don't know the benefits of going to church. I mean, I, I okay, honestly, I I didn't go to, I haven't gone to church since never really. I I, I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned on since on, you on, passed out all the time. <laughs> Yeah, so I had some condition where I would pass out. It was a heart valve when I was a little kid. And if I got really, really excited, I would pass out. Now, this was before I could even recollect passing out. I've never, I have no recollection of passing out ever. So this is what I was really young. I don't know how old I was. I was about two or but three. It, it, was his, it was his brother's and sister's ticket to stop going. To so church. my parents were, were religious in a certain sense. I mean, they were Catholic and they would go to Sunday church every Sunday. And there was a lot of us, right? By the time I came around, there was nine of us. So when I was a little kid, everybody was still in the house, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. except for Charlie. So there was eight of us, eight children, plus the mom and dad. They would go to church. A certain part of the, whatever, the orations or whatever, was in Latin. 
my brothers and sisters were bored out of their heads, right? Because, like, we don't know what the guy's saying. And as did probably 99% of the parishioners, which I thought was kind of weird, was the point. But anyway, at a certain point, I was passing out when I get really excited. It took me to a doctor, and doctor, a heart specialist, and they said, well, he's not going to have a problem. It's going to grow, blah, blah, blah. And then the doctor kind of offhandedly said, well, you should probably make sure he doesn't get too overexcited. And so my, this was translated, my sister was translating for my mom who didn't know English very well. And so my mom asked, well, like, what do you mean? Don't get him too excited. He goes, no, don't take him to big crowds and blah, blah, blah. And then she said, according to my sister now, now the story might change since then, but according to my sister, the doctor said, my mom asked, what about church? And the doctor, and so she translated to to my to the doctor, and the doctor go, well, maybe it might be not be such a good idea. So then she told my, my sister told my mom, and that was the last time we went to church <laughs> as a family. Now we go to church Ash Wednesday as growing up, and sometimes we'd go like special days and stuff like that. But for the most part, the whole family just stopped going to church, which most of them were pretty happy about. I don't think that. None of my siblings are very religious in a certain sense. Uh, some of them have now have you know, sort of stood attend church every Sunday and stuff like that. But that's a very small percentage. Two out of eight are probably churchgoers, and that's not a high percentage. So they're all happy that I that I had this problem. That I was had this problem. I think they're all happy I mean, I, because it was a big deal. They had, I, and then my parents I, had you, made you've them gone happy. way off of the topic, yeah. but. In your in your conversation there, I think one of the things about awe is when you're a little kid and you go to a church and you see all the stained glasses. Oh, that's and, and, and the statues the, and the statues, and it gives you a, a sense of awe. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. And, and and one of the things that I thought about was all of the different gods in D and D. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of different things and and it allows, you know, it gives you that kind of uh, that kind of feeling. Yeah, that I mean there's, it, that there's something more powerful than yeah, yourself. Yeah, it depends on the on the game that you're playing, obviously, and some games less. Uh, what is it? Uh, religion is isn't such a big deal. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be religion, but it's a religion like thing. Like ah, that's true. If you're right. playing Call of Cthulhu, yes. you know there's something big evil out there that right. is causing great chaos in the world and going gotcha. to destroy you. Gotcha. Yes. Sorry for the the, the weird uh, digression, but you're right. I think. You can get that kind of experience from role playing games that that sense of awe and the sense of like man. You may not it, you may not pass out like Saul did, but yeah. you know, <laughs> not in real life anyway. Your character might. <laughs> you said something about mental health and a safe space. I think we did talk about that, touched upon it a couple of times. But when you are in a game, whether you're with friends or strangers, for the most part, you are all in a group and you feel safe talking or dealing with the subject that is at hand, whatever that is, whatever that that session is about. I mean, unfortunately, sometimes people don't feel safe, right? People feel you can uh, get into situations that that people... It doesn't, of- it doesn't even have to be anything big. I'm, I was just, the, I was laughing to myself because yeah. I remember, I don't know what we were playing, but Morgan was describing something and I think we might have been on Zoom because it was during the pandemic okay. and Bay and I are going into the cameras going, X card, X card, X card, because he was telling, it was kind of gory, whatever he was describing. And 
like, no, stop, stop. <laughs> and he kept going? No, he stopped. Uh, oh, he stopped. But I, it was, it I, was... I, thought you, I thought you guys, I remember you guys doing that. And I think he didn't see you guys right away. <laughs> he just kept going. And then I'm like, I think. Uh, I'm making the gesture of my arms yes, and an X. And an X. And so, it was funny because I think somebody said, I forget who it was. It might have been me it, or. It was Bay, I think it was. And, or oh, some, and said, hey, I think you got to look at these people. Over here. <laughs> yes, it might you got to look at the camera. It might have been you or Shannon, yes. That's what he goes, oh, oh. Because okay, <laughs> it, was, it was just a description, right. like of a bloody, gory scene. And we're right. like, we're like, no, no. <laughs> so That was funny. So that. That, that and we were it wasn't so much that we were uncomfortable just that we didn't want to we didn't want him to keep going with yes. the description yeah you know exactly everybody has different things that bother them right and and we've talked about this uh, as far as uh, but you can face your fears that way too right certain certain times yes yes, yes. i think uh, i think when you're playing with strangers this comes up more often but it can come up when when you're playing with friends and that you've known for a long time. And either way, I think for the most part, I think when I go into a game or uh, a session, no matter if it's a, a game session at a convention or here in my house, I think most, for the most part, I feel safe that, you know, nobody's going to go off the deep end or not off the deep end, but go to extremes, right? It does happen in certain places, in certain games. And, and that's really unfortunate. One of the unfortunate things about role-playing games is that there's certain people who just want to shock other people for whatever reason. And that's just part of the personality. But for the most part, for the most part, I think they're a huge minority compared to most people who play role-playing games. The mental health safe space comment on that I gave you had to do with being able to do to role-play things that you wouldn't normally do in real life like, right like like um for kids like you know you're you're talking to somebody the way you wouldn't usually talk to them right, of course or you're or you're using you're you're fighting and different kinds of things or right. you're, you get to run in and be the hero that kind of stuff or you can you can scary. oh no. i see you can att- and then you can as a as a character you can attempt to do things that you would never be able to attempt as a yeah. as a person and I'm just not, saying that's what the comment was about. It wasn't about the X card. Oh, okay. Well, you were doing the X card thing, so. Well, because you X-card said it, thing. and you made me laugh because I remembered. I just totally forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, for the most, yeah, you could do things that you couldn't do in real life, and or or something you could do in real life, but there's a, <laughs> a great risk to one of the injury. <laughs> yes. Like I'm gonna jump that canyon in my motorcycle. <laughs> okay, or, roll. Or I'm gonna take my staff and fly over that wall, at, use it as oh, a use catapult, it as a, and fly yes. over the wall. Use it as a. Or in Feng Shui, when I can run oh, up yeah. a wall as a thief. Or dodge my, bullets. Or, yeah, yeah. Or slice bullets yeah, with your yeah, sword. Yeah. Slap them aside. It provides a framework for playing things. You can do like meaningful things, or you can do fun things. But it gives people a a place to play stuff that you know the role playing. Yeah. That, that you don't normally do, right? right? So it gives you this, this, this. it opens up all kinds of worlds to people. Yes, yes. And I think role-playing games, because it's fun and it mixes that stuff with all these other things we talked about, I think people can really benefit from playing role-playing games. I mean, I, I, I've been playing role-playing games for a long time. I think 
I have learned quite a bit of stuff from about other people, about how other people act, and about how to deal with situations. And that's stuff that that can help you, and not only in the game but in real life. So I think it's pretty neat. And then I have a question. Uh oh. Does playing heroes and figuring out stuff change the way that you relate to the world in real life? Does it give you a different perspective? Oh, I think so. I mean, I think uh, I think when you when you role play, I mean, people, I, I, we even do that at work, and I work for a freaking grocery company, right? And we do these role playing exercises of how do you greet a customer and all this other crap. And I'm like, okay, I understand what they're saying, but they wouldn't try this unless they thought it really work would work. Yes. Uh, even these role playing, uh, uh, what do you call them, exercises at work. That I know they they use them in different settings too, not just. Well, at your work is because they want you to greet the customer with a smile and be enthusiastic. Right, right, which just kind of makes me laugh. But it does it does work, right? Because they wouldn't waste their time. I think in some metric somewhere they measured it, crunched some freaking numbers, and they go, "We're going to spend company time, spend paying these people to do this." So they obviously think it works. So obviously, somewhere in the world, some bean counter, some hey, some <laughs> some well, not a bean counter, hey. but some psychologist or psychotherapist, I don't know what, colluded with corporate America and make you do these these exercises that they believe work. And obviously, if they didn't think it would work, they but, wouldn't. But the question is, it. as a role player, when you come up. To this situation with the HR person telling you, okay, this is what I want you to do. Are you the person that stands up? And I know you're not. Are you the person that stands up and goes, okay, I'm enthusiastic about this. I'll do it with you. And you, and then you, you run through the exercise with them and show everybody else how to do it because you've been playing role playing games for all your life and you're good at this kind of stuff. Or are you the guy that just sits back and I know you are and go <laughs> and put your feet up, feet up on the desk and let other people do it. It depends. I, I mean, I think I think I can I can play a pretty unruly customer since you know I've been doing this gig for a while, and I excel at being the jerk customer. So every once in a while, when they go, "Oh, who wants to be the customer or the irate customer or the customer with a problem?" and and so I, was all, I get to play NPC. I can play. <laughs> I get to do that, and and sometimes it's like they're like, it, "I do not know." I might go overboard, but but anyway. <laughs> But it, it is kind of fun, and I do do it sometimes. And most, you're right. Does, does I would it, say ninety percent of the time, I let somebody else do this, right? Because it's not worth my time. But as a role player, you could could do it. Without, I definitely. You, you, you feel more comfortable doing oh, definitely. it because I, you do it as a hobby. I, in fact, I just did it the last time we went. We had to go to a meeting at an you know, whatever, and they broke us up into two groups. I mean, into um, two groups, into two people groups, right? <laughs> And the person, and I was like, what the hell, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, right? Because other people are just kind of looking at you, going, what do we do? And so I, I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And then and I start role-playing, and the person goes, wow, you really get into this. <laughs> I'm like, not really, but I, it's, I think it's It's fun. faster if I do it now yeah. so we can get the and then, and then, and then, and then And then we switched roles, and then I basically taught this other worker how to role play. They're like, oh, I see what you're doing. I go, yeah, just like like an actor. Like, you know, we're playing a part. And so we switched roles, right? I think it was the same thing. It was a 
good customer, bad customer, good employee, bad employee. How would a bad employee handle the situation? Blah, blah, blah. At the end of the five minute thing, the person was cracking up, right? Right. It was really funny. And I, the other, everybody else, all the other two person groups were like looking at us going, what is going on over there? <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Well, see, uh, my experiences at work, I don't particularly, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm more of a shy, introverted person. <laughs> Mostly, I just don't want to deal with people, and I'll do most anything not to have to do it at work. In real life, I might not be the same way. But having been a role player, and you can think to yourself, oh, I am going to play the salesman today, or I am going to put on this happy face and do this, so... It, uh, and that way you don't have to, it helps you to get through your day, right? Right. I mean, Without, and it makes it easier because you yes. can go, oh, what would I do? Okay, this is what this person, this happy person, worker would do this. So that's what I'm going to do right now. Yeah. And, and he, I mean, everybody has those days where they're like, I don't want to be here. And <laughs> sometimes you got to just suck it up, buttercup, and do it, right? It wow. Yes. And I, yeah, I think you're right. And I think. When you have when you have the ability to play role playing games and and use the, those talents outside of outside of the game and in real life, I think it, it it can be like that, right? You can switch a role and say, "Oh, it's just going to go better if I play this role better," right? And you do it yeah. just like me when I'm at work. I mean, for the most part, I'm I'm a nice guy. I'm I'm. I greet customers and stuff like that, and I see somebody looking up at the aisles, going, "Oh, have that look like I'm lost." I'm like, "Oh, can I help you find something?" And because I know the layout is still like the back of my hand, I go, "Oh yeah, it's on this aisle, blah blah blah. It's on this shelf in the middle on the right hand side." And I'm like, and then they come back to me, and go, "It was right where you said it was." I go, "Well, yeah," and I, but I guess, I guess, you know, I've been to Lowell's or some big old huge box box store where somebody says, "Oh yeah, it's on aisle 16," and you go to aisle 16. And it, you're looking for plumbing equipment, and you are in literally in plumbing equipment, in the, but you don't know what it is. You, you know, no, you're in the garden section and going, no, this is not exactly where I want to be, because they don't give a crap and they just want you to get out of their face. Well, the other thing I think that it helps with uh, is like if you're in where whatever kind of situations you are in in public or in at work, you can always go, oh. I get to go play a game this weekend, and it makes you happy, right? <laughs> yes. So, oh yeah, it, it makes your serotonin to. go, <laughs> so you're happy, and it makes you feel oh, yeah. better for the day, right? Because you know that it's gonna, it maybe it's gonna be a long week because you have to close the end of the month, and it's you know eight and a half, nine hour days every day. But on Saturday, I get to play Shadowrun right. with my kid. Right. Right. So. So there you go, I think. There you are. We killed this subject. It's all it's dead with a sword sticking in it. Sword. Or a or a laser sword. A lightsaber? Lightsaber. <laughs> well, in in space opera it was laser sword because I think lightsaber might have been It was a, a copyrighted thing. Might have been, I don't know. But usually words are copyrighted in So there you go. If you have any ideas how role playing has helped you, think about it. Yeah. Even write us. Well drop us a note somewhere. <laughs> I laugh because I'm not sure Saul will find it. The note, I mean. Well, I mean, I'm on Facebook, and we do have a game, gaming perspectives uh, Facebook page, and we do have uh, uh, on podcasts. You can leave comments on the on the episodes and stuff. And you can delete all this, yes. 
I could. Okay. I won't. <laughs> All right. Well, happy new year, everybody. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul Angeline. You have a good day. And a happy new year. A happy new year. Here goes the chess man blues. Yeah.